0: Almost Famous with John Shea, featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston and New England on 95.9 WATD.
1: Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea. First things first, if you're a local musician, if you have original music you'd like to hear on the radio, get in contact with me. Find all the information at 95.9WATD.com. You can also follow along on Facebook and Instagram tonight at Almost Famous Radio, and subscribe to our podcast at Almost most famous radio.com. So tonight we are on the tiny stage being joined by Phil Pacino. How you doing, my friend? I'm excellent. How are you, man? I am great. Thank you for making this work. Of course. So, for those who might not be familiar with you, give a quick introduction. Oh, okay. So, who am
0: I? <laughs> um, local singer songwriter um, based out of just south of Boston. Uh, most of my uh, career, uh, we would say Quincy, which is just south of Boston. Pretty active in the local cover and original scene. I've been doing this longer than I'd like to say on air. (laughs) And, you know, just making my way through uh, the galaxy, trying to, you know, make an honest day's pay. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Especially now it's not that easy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. So the last time that you were here was, I was going through our archives, May 2013, which I believe was to promote your debut Death by Lions. That was 2013 was the last time I was here.
0: Yes. No, I was just thinking, getting out of the car. The, I, the one thing I remember, I always like, I don't have like the most vivid memories of like, you know, what was said or what was played, but I remember getting out of the car and in the car, I was having like deja vu and to think that that was seven or eight years ago is
1: yeah, wild. It was crazy. So your debut album, was that your debut album?
0: There was, yes, wow. Death by Lions was my debut. Um, it... uh did pretty well regionally. Uh, really proud of that collection of music. It's a, it's a really nice representation of that time in my life. And then I wrote a bunch of songs shortly after that and started to um, almost immediately begin my sophomore project. And here we are, many years later, just finishing that because life...
1: Kind of gets in the way. Yeah, so obviously because of COVID-19, we're taping some of these shows in advance. So by the time this show is aired on WATD, you should be listening to, we hope, might be the final master mix. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. There's some fresh material on it, but
0: it's really like a a selection of my favorite songs I've written over the last seven years. And it's it's a lot different than... Than the first record, whereas the first record was kind of like conceptually focused, hyper focused on a certain dark part of my life. This is kind of just touching on a myriad of different uh, subjects in my life. And, you know, it has more ups and downs and less like a consistent dark
1: side to it. Before we get to the first song, share your website and where people can find you on the web. Okay, so I'm all over the social media.
0: Uh, my name's Phil Pacino. That's Phil with an F. So it's F-I-L-P-A-C-I-N-O. You could just look me up and drop me in Google and all all the socials should uh, should pop right up. My website's just PhilPacino.com. Excellent. What are we starting the night off with? So I thought it'd be kind of funny because I think the one of the I think the last time I was here I added at the end a song that was the first song I wrote for this new record and I released it as a single because I thought that that record was going to come out within a year and it would be perfect like buzz creating uh, content and it did not (laughs) come out within a year so I kind of feel like I'm re-releasing this that anybody who was into this song or or listened to it or gave it any love back then this might actually sound new to them again because um, it's been so long. And I didn't really push that much out of it in uh, the last year. So it's a song called Live It Down.
1: Let's hear it. Phil Pacino, 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage. Um.
2: Tonight, tell yourself it's still time to change, but not too loud, as that's far too strange. And if they hear you, know that they were right, and they'll never let you live it down. So maybe we should just get wasted. So we can laugh instead of counting our mistakes. If it save you, you'll never have to face it until those voices in your head force you away. Oh, let it down. Your bills, convinced this is a pain that kills, as it lingers and slowly breaks you down. Tell yourself to be a man, hoping time they'll understand those reasons your life spread out on the ground. And they'll pick you up, and they'll let you live it down. So maybe we should just get wasted So we can laugh instead of counting our mistakes It could save you, you'll never have to face it Until those voices in your head force you away Oh, live it down Get wasted so we can laugh instead of counting our mistakes. It could save you, you'll never have to face it until those voices in your head force you away. Oh, let that time.
1: Fantastic. What a great way to start the night. Phil Pacino, 95.9 W.A.T.D. You've been playing music for a long time and you released your debut album in 2013, which was fairly deep into your career as a musician. Why the wait?
0: Um, I had been in bands uh, forever back when, you know, big record labels was a thing. And before streaming kind of changed how, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a product of the uh, late 80s, early 90s kind of grunge thing. I grew up on old school R&B, Motown, and classic rock. So it took me so long to get to my debut solo record because I was always in bands and writing and kind of catching very cliche, trying to catch a a wave of like, you know, making it big. And I was in a band for for a little while uh, way back that was doing some pretty good stuff regionally. And you know, as time goes by and, and that, that opportunity never presents itself, you start to get uh, a little down on it and things change. And you, I stepped away from writing for a while because um, I realized that for many years I was writing for just really immature reasons. Uh, my heart wasn't necessarily always in it, uh, overthinking things, trying to kind of catch the next wave of what's going to be popular and life will... uh slap you across the face with a lot of perspective over the years. And finally I started writing songs that were personal and felt real organic. And um, I'm glad that, that that album was my my debut because I listened to some stuff I recorded previously to that. And it's, you know, it's the kind of stuff you wince, but wince at and go, oh man, where, where was my head at when I wrote that? And I, list, I go back and listen to Death by Lions. A friend of mine posted... Uh, on Facebook the other day how they were listening to Death by Lions to kind of prep herself for the new record to kind of like in a and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I that was a nice surprise and I jumped in and listened to it for the first time in a long time and I was like, "Okay, I could stand I still stand by this material. I'm still happy to to play it. I'm glad it represents a part of me and not a part of
1: like something I was fishing for hunting for you know something i love about that album is that i think it stands up with some of the you know, the, the classic albums of all time it's ageless it's like it, thank you very much it's a it's a combination
0: of of my influences in music that i love and i truly believe that if you were to sit one on one with the main writers of those albums they would tell you that they were at a very vulnerable place in their life where they were being just goddamn honest about everything they were putting out and that's what makes it have that timelessness when it feel when like you list the listener kind of can key into it and be like this is great i like this melody this groove is cool this riff is is nasty but it feels like they're telling me you know their truth and that's i think I, i think every songwriter should be should be striving for that as naturally as possible.
1: <laughs> what do you think changed in the confidence you have in your original music after you released the album?
0: After I released Death by Lions,
1: Yeah.
0: You know what it was? It's so funny because being that late in my career to actually come up with a debut solo record, what changed my writing after that is I knew when I was writing something that was pre-Death by Lion's kind of like, oh, this, this is catchy. People will dig this. Or this sounds a lot like this artist that was popular this summer or or whatever or if i wrote a lyric that I, that didn't that wasn't part of the story in the song i would know and just and, and not even i wouldn't give it i wouldn't give it much time a lot of writers will sit down for hours and they'll hammer a song out until they get it perfect and that's their style my style is i i hear a melody in the shower or in the car and i just drop whatever i'm doing and well, I pull over to the side of the road if I'm in my car. Um, and I grab my guitar and try to write. And as soon as it starts to feel like I'm trying to figure it out, I stop. And I'll come back to it later. Um, I'm not good at, you know, forcing it. Some people are masterful at taking a square peg and whittling it away till it fits in that round hole. And, and I just have to wait until that round hole slowly resembles a square. <laughs> so, yeah, the songs that, that I write now feel just more natural. And um, I've been writing a ton. It's so funny, too. I was joking with, with Sean, uh, Sean McLaughlin over at 37 Foot Productions who produced Death by Lions and then produced this next record, which, by the way, I have an album title, finally. Um, the new record is called, and uh, I, you were one of the first, I told you this the other day, You're like literally aside from my girlfriend and Sean, the only other person who's heard it, it's going to be called uh, Last Winter on Bayfield. Excellent. Which, uh, which means a hell of a lot to me. Very personal kind of statement. But I was talking to Sean about how, as soon as Death by Lions was over, I started, I wrote like three or four songs that's on this new record. Well, one of them's not. It's going to be like a B side or something later, like another release. It's. I think there's something about the closure of an album that makes me feel like, oh, I got to write some more stuff. And as soon as we finished recording about a month ago, I went home and I've written about four or five songs since then that I'm like, I got to give the attention to this new record that it needs, but then it's, I want to to get in the studio again. And um, I'm actually developing some of those songs with my kids. So this is really kind of funny or like just cathartic. It's when I, uh, the album cover to death by lions, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, my kids are on it and they're wearing these like lion masks and they're wearing like little tuxedos and it's kind of creepy, but I think a pretty cool image that I concocted. And back then they were, like I said, little munchkins they are like little kids. And since then they started playing music a little bit. We've done some gigs together. They're they're taking to it really well. The Uplates, the Uplates. Yep, it's our little is our little family band. And every once in a while, when I can drag them away from whatever it is they're doing, we can we sit and we try to work on some music. And they're helping me develop a couple of these new songs. I'm kind of hoping to get them in the studio to play. Uh, my little guy Django plays drums. He's he's amazing. For he's twelve, and my oldest Draco plays piano. They both sing amazingly. And if I can get you know, my 14 year old son and my 12 year old son on a recording with me. That's, that's a career completed as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, That's, that's a goal.
1: That's amazing. We're chatting with Phil Pacino tonight on the WATD tiny stage. Let's do another song. What's next?
0: I'm going to play a couple from the first record. Cause we're talking a lot about it. It's been so long ago. Um, so why not, you know, revisit it a little bit. Fantastic. What's this one called? Um, this is a song called Revenge. All right.
1: Phil Which Pacino. Words?
2: Girl's got daggers in her eyes. She says she's not, but she's surprised. When a legion of her friends rising up to help pretend. She's okay Boy's got silver on his tongue Since long before she's not the one In an army's marching feet Through a minefield up the sea Leaves him far from okay mm. Maybe it's time you stand Get a better lover Baby don't take his hand It only leaves you with one other Maybe sweet revenge Is what this needs Girl takes fragments of her soul She makes a force field to feel whole Now her mother's on the phone Telling her she's not alone, but she should pray. The boy takes fragments of her heart, fools them carelessly like darts. Now his father's on the phone, wondering what the hell went wrong. Love a baby, don't take his hand, it only leaves you with one other baby, sweet revenge is what is needed. Six feet tall. She tries not to regret, better yet not to forget. Her. She's okay. Hey, hey, maybe it's time you stand. Get a better lover, baby. Don't take his hand. Yeah, don't let it hit you with one other Maybe, sweet revenge. Maybe, sweet.
1: Phil Pacino on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Nice job. Thank you, man. Thank you. We are up against our first break of the night. We have more music to share and more to talk about as well with Phil Pacino right here on 95.9 WATD. Stick around.
0: And now back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD.
1: Welcome back to the Tiny Stage Hour here on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England brought to you by Tiny and Sun's Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight we're being joined by Phil Pacino. How you doing, my friend? Wonderful, my friend. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Anytime. So uh, give your website again and your social media pages.
0: So my website is Phil Pacino, spelled F-I-L-P-A-C-I-N-O, com And uh, you can pretty much that same name, Phil Pacino, is, is how you're going to find me
1: anywhere else. So hopefully, as we're talking right now, you're at home listening to uh, some of the, the, the masters of a new album that's coming out any moment. I hope so.
0: <laughs> Last Winter on Bayfield, coming at you uh, late
1: February, early March. So talk about uh, where that's going to be available. What's your plan for, uh, for promoting that? Obviously, unusual times for releasing new music oh yeah
0: it's it's unusual times for re- releasing new music, plus i mean you know me i'm 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 kind of like the local uh scene cynic um I had pulled music off of streaming services as like some just pointless protest over you know how the industry is changing in such a way where although we're reaching more people than we ever could before, the way that musicians are kind of compensated for their work is also changing and kind of not for the better. It's become a moving target, really. So um, it's going to be, I've decided that, you know, at this point, I just want my music to be heard and I'm going to push it as hard as I can. So it's going to be on all the, you know, it'll be on Apple Music. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on Amazon, all that fun stuff. It'll be on my website. Um, I'm going to re-release Death by Lions probably in the, probably by now it'll already be be re-released by the time this airs. Uh, just to get it all back up there. So
1: it'll be all the places you listen to music. I usually wait till later on the show to ask this question, but I'll throw it out to you now. Sure. What can people do right now? Somebody listening at home, somebody listening to this in a couple months from now, whether there's a pandemic or not, what can people do right now to support local musicians in their community?
0: Oh, I mean, this is a really good question. And I could probably talk for hours on this, but um, I don't think that the average listener, under, like, f- unless you're a, a painter or a dancer or a writer or a musician or a, or anything out there you don't i think that the a part of the person's persona the people that get into those fields or do that sort of thing they want they want at the very least that there's people out there that acknowledge them i don't even think so much like what they do but just listen to it read you know the person's book take a look at the art um, you know admire it yeah, uh, listen. There's so much great music out there, and when you go to see like all the 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 artists who are you know headlining the halftime show of the Super Bowl, you're gonna pay hundreds of dollars to tickets to see that stuff. Not saying don't go support that, but you could go out to you know of course after before and after COVID, you can go out to a number of different venues on the cheap and maybe see the next big thing or. See something that you think should be the next big thing but isn't, but they, are, they create stuff that becomes part of your life and that might mean something to you. So what can – I know it's a long-winded answer, and, and I, I tend to ramble, but um, what people can do is go to venues that have live music, and there's a lot of like restaurants that have live music um, all over the place that support local musicians. There's a lot of local musicians out there that just play covers, but they do their own take on it, and they're excellent at that just go and try to maybe like ask the bartender or the wait staff, like where's their itinerary? Is it on their website of who's coming to play and, and just go out and support it, you know, just go out and let people know that you, you know, are interested in uh and what they are putting out. You're interested in what they have to say. And, um, you know, if, if you enjoy it, maybe throw them a couple of beans. Cause recording music is not cheap. <laughs> Trying to maintain a sane lifestyle, pay your bills, pay, you know, and a lot of people work a day job. I haven't worked a day job, quote unquote, day job in a, in a while. I've been able to support myself with my music for about seven years now. And it's, I find myself very fortunate to do that. Uh, I work my ass off, but there's a lot of people out there that are struggling to make ends meet and stopping playing music to focus fully on making ends meet is kind of not an option for a lot of people if it's in you you have to do it somehow so um knowing that you're there listening or that you care is a huge part of it
1: i want to continue with this but let's hear a song what are we listening to next
0: okay i'm going to play another song off of the new record last winter on bayfield and this song is called swept away
1: all right phil pacino on the tiny stage 95 9 WATD.
2: Mind. stand tall in the morning as your world starts to unwind leave all the years and the memories within the air till you can't breathe love with all that you have because your next life might not be this free if you ride life like a wave you make it safe to shore or be swept away Swept away, swept away Pain that you feel is the one in your side. Smile with an ease on your face that shows you've got nothing to hide. Run, run, run as fast as you can till your legs fail. Then fail until you succeed, and the strongest wind catches your sail. If you like, like, like a wave You'll make it safe to shore Or be swept away Swept away Swept away Yeah, yeah, yeah If you ride life like a wave you make it safe to shore or be swept away Swept away, swept away, swept away, swept away Swept away, swept away, swept away, swept away, swept away, swept away.
1: Awesome. That's Phil Pacino on 95.9 WATD. Nice job. Thank you. So just before that last song, you were talking about uh, how you have been going at it as a full-time musician for the last seven or eight years or so. And I've been reading on friends' Facebook posts, especially musicians and even those who aren't musicians, who uh, since the start of COVID, they've either lost their job or they don't feel comfortable working their current job anymore, and some of them are are finding other options, and some part-time musicians are thinking about taking a go at it full-time. Do you have any advice that you can share with them about how you were able to make it work?
0: So I had to take a pretty strong look at how far I wanted to take it. I mean, for, for the longest time leading up to that jump, I was trying to make music my full-time thing with kind of like the lottery ticket kind of concept. Like, I'm in a band, we write some cool songs. We're gonna get picked up. People are gonna dig us. We're gonna to tour, you know. Twenty five years later, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Woo! What a career. That's great when you you know. And I think if if that's where your heart is, you know, definitely give that some time to to because it's it happen it has to happen for somebody. Somebody hits that lottery ticket. Where I came from, when with my decision to go full time, is I realized I took a long look at it and I realized like, look, there is a pretty strong cover song. Movement in the area where there's enough venues and the money's good enough, where if you hustle your ass off, you could play seven days a week all year round. Um, it might take a while to build up to that, um, and there is a compromise. You know, I mean, there's, uh, there are people I know who have only ever played original music who might look down on playing covers for a living. But look, everyone's got to do something for a living. Is is it glamorous to do any number of things that that aren't in the realm of what you enjoy, right? So um, I started playing in a lot of like pubs and the money was pretty decent. And then I put together a band and we did some club gigs, all cover stuff, and the money was decent. And then I started to dabble in private events and weddings and fine restaurants and whatnot. And uh, um, probably about three years into my go at trying to do this full time, I was playing about 300 plus shows a year and making a damn good living. And it felt, until COVID hit, as secure as any of my professional jobs before that. I worked in corporate for years doing uh, various, you know, respectable (laughs) jobs. (laughs) And I never felt like, you know, my job is safe or I make enough money that I'm going to be able to retire at, you know, whatever the retirement age is now. It keeps on going up. So I figured if I'm going to be doing this, the other nice byproduct is I have two small kids. At the time, I get to spend my days with them, so I was a dad with a with with toddlers with infants and toddlers, and I got to be there all day until it was time to go to the gig and you go you leave the house, you go play the gig, you do a good job, you come home with you know sometimes cash money, sometimes a check, whatever but um if you are realistic about your goals and you're okay with that compromise of like, hey, this isn't." my passion, but I am playing music and getting paid for it. You can go pretty far and have a pretty good life in that. So my advice to anybody who wants to go that route, because I really don't have great advice for the the original music route, My, my advice would be stay true to yourself, work your ass off, read the contract twice, get a lawyer. But do give it an honest try. My advice for someone who wants to go the cover route, which, by the way... You know, you can stick your – your originals can get in there in those sets, and people sometimes, you know, will request it the next time you show up at that bar or that restaurant because they like your music. Simply make as many relationships in the industry as you can in that – in the in the um, entertainment and in the restaurant industry. Be professional. Show up on time. You know, don't get drunk on the gig.
1: <laughs> when you're done, pack up, go home, get some rest because you're going to have to do it again tomorrow. Great advice from Phil Pacino. Let's do another song. What's next on your set list tonight?
0: So um, I did two off of the new record. I did one off of Death by Lions. I want to close out with like a, um, kind of a give you an idea of like what you can do for, for covers. Yeah. Kind of make it your own. Oh, this next it. song, which um, I figured, why, why not? When I did Death by Lions and I came in here, I gave you a taste of, of this record. And that was seven years ago. So hopefully I'll give you a, I'll give you a taste of what's coming. And hopefully that doesn't take seven years before that record comes out. <laughs> uh, this is a song that I wrote literally a month and a half ago, maybe. Let me make sure I got my guitar in tune. Um, and it's funny because this song is, I think, my first ever genuine like love song. Um, it's written about the woman I'm crazy about. Um, now and we've been together for several years and things are awesome and you know one day I was like, you know what I have never done is I've never just sat down and wrote like a a love song. So here it is. It's called
1: Same Thing. Phil Pacino, ninety five nine, W A T D The Tiny Stage Is Yours. <laughs>
2: into the light So I can see the shades of blue in your eyes and feel the hours turn to minutes seconds and silence in my heart Let the world spin around As we stand above the ground until our dance of favorite feelings that live inside us is blown apart why can't I see heaven oh maybe it's because I don't believe and as long as there's you, our chains and let the past slip away, and how the air between our lips tasted sweeter than before. Why can't I see Come easier with every due that's paid, and you've paid more than your share. And now that smile is adored. Now I can see heaven, or oh, maybe it's because I believe all oh, that is only you. It's the same thing Now I can see heaven Oh, maybe it's because I believe There is you
1: Phil Pacino, 95.9, W.A.T.D., awesome, man. Love that one. Thank you. Can't wait for the next record, the yeah. one after this, one that's coming <laughs> yeah, I'll out.
0: Just try, I'll, try, I'll try to do like a manageable number of songs. <laughs> I think that's how it got away from me. I mean, that's definitely how it got away from me. I, um, I wrote three or four songs right out of the gate, and I was like, ah, oh, we'll do like a four-song record. And then right before we went in and recorded, and then I wrote another three or four songs, then another three or four songs. The next thing I knew, we were up to 17 or 18 songs. And then it was just I couldn't focus on what to finish. So finally, mid COVID year 2020, I was just like, we got to put a bullet in this. Let's pick the 11 best that are closest and and call it a day. Which is good because that means I got a pocket full of tunes I can you know release here or there as singles. You know if it gets too long for the next record, I can maybe finish one up and pop it out.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to talk influences for a little bit. And sure. I remember when I first found out about you, was on a, a musician, I think it was a musician group on Facebook. And the topic came up about best live performances of all time. And I think I may have thrown out Queen at Live Aid or something like that. And you jumped on that. And I think we were the only two that had any clue what was going on <laughs> with that. And then, of course, they, they made a movie about it. And so so I met you basically over you know our, our bond of loving Queen. Uh. But who influenced you?
0: My, I mean, Queen's is definitely up there. I, I got into Queen, oh, God, see, like, these questions, they come at me, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to date me. It's like, you know, I have, for those of you listening, one thing you'll notice about a lot of musicians or artists or whatever is uh, we all, most of us have some serious, serious Peter Pan syndrome, and you, can, you, <laughs> you probably know what that means. But going back, uh, I, I was introduced to Queen in high school, and I fell madly in love with that band. And Freddie Mercury, here's where I date myself, Freddie Mercury passed away literally like two months after I was like, this is the most incredible music I've ever heard. And I just fell in love with the band and was like, I can't wait to see this band. And people were like, oh, they're not really touring. And then all of a sudden the news came of Freddie's passing. And I was like, that's not fair. Like, I, I why didn't I know about this sooner than I could have? But, but those songs, you talked earlier about like, timeless music and it's that's timeless goddamn music that album that that movie that we, you just referenced Bohemian Rhapsody came out well like 3 years ago not even just about yeah and and it was huge at the box office and my kids are singing songs off that record off that 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 movie from the records way back in the 70s and 80s and they were a big one for me because i i did a lot of like i was in like choirs and stuff so we listened to we had to do like performances of like a lot of musicals and whatnot And I loved how much Queen kind of bridged that gap between, you know, rock and roll and like some operatic stuff and even kind of some show tune kind of hokiness to it. It kind of made me feel okay about being in choir because, you know, at the time I was like, I don't know, is this cool? Is it not cool? It was definitely cool. It was a lot of fun. And that band made me feel like, yeah, it's just get over it, man. It's it's what you're doing is fine. And and who cares if no one else, you know, outside of it you know, accepts it, it's it's great stuff. But as far as, uh, tangents, I love them. Um, as far as, like, other influences, I mean, not to sound cliche, but I, was, I think there was a good, solid year and a half where I didn't listen to anything but Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Prince, huge, huge for me. Stevie Wonder, huge for me. Um, some Beatles here and there. And then guitar players like, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan and upwards to, like, guys like... The prince's guitar playing is is unbelievable and then i started i went into like a phase where i listened to a lot i shouldn't even call it a phase because i still listen to it but i got in really heavily into like like uh artists like ani defranco um tori amos way back way 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 back um and then new artists that are kind of doing that neo soul thing like nika costa um jamara kwai uh, it's, it's it's kind of all over the map um I listened to a lot of Rat Pack when I was younger. (laughs) Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy. What's a song you wish you had written? Oof. There's so many that I wish I wrote. Uh, The Rain Song by Led Zeppelin is just track two off of the 1973 record, Houses of the Holy. Um, Unbelievable just composition.
1: And that's kind of what I loved about Death by Lions when that album came out. Is I got a very um, and I think you, you mentioned that to me, like if you said if you love like Zeppelin 4, like you're going to love this record, it has a lot of acoustic elements to it, but a lot, a lot of uh, hard rock elements as well, and they kind of bridge the gap between those two genres pretty well. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I mean I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of great music still out there that you got to dig to find what's on the, a lot of the stuff that's on the radio now is has very formulaic. And the stuff that I miss that I tried to echo a little bit in death by lions from like when I was growing up is, and when you say the song that I wish I wrote, why it's the rain song is if you aren't familiar with that song, go give it a listen. It's about seven and a half minutes long. And you know, there's the verses and there's a chorus and there's a bridge and there's some, you know, a melody and there's a song structure, but it's like a piece of music. It's, it's incredibly orchestrated and that's, Indicative of a lot of music, you know, from the '60s, '70s, and even '80s, there are a lot of bands were still trying to do that, where you didn't have to come in under a certain, you know, time, you know, your song had to be three and a half minutes long, or you're, or it's not gonna, you know, can't go on the can't go on the album, uh, which is kind of funny because I don't think there's a, a single song on the new record that's over three and a half minutes long. They're all short and sweet, but that's the
1: song I would say I wish I wrote. Incredible. We're on the tiny stage tonight with Phil Pacino on 95.9 WATD and up against our final timeout of the night. A reminder, we have Mike Joshua, Rama coming your way at 10. So stick around for that. Right now, though, a quick look at the forecast.
0: And now back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD.
1: And for the final time tonight, welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. I'm John Shea. Mike Josh is standing by with Americana Rama coming up at 10 tonight. But for a few more moments, we're on the tiny stage with Phil Pacino. How you doing?
0: Wonderful, my friend. Wonderful.
1: One last time, share your website and social media.
0: Sure thing. Um, you could find me at F I L. P-A-C-I-N-O dot com. Uh, also, F-I-L-P-A-C-I-N-O um, all over all social media platforms that should, uh, that should bring me up, whether you're on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, whatever.
1: Awesome. And the new album that's coming out any moment now. By the time this airs, hopefully it'll be pretty much ready.
0: Yep. The Last Winter on Bayfield.
1: Excellent. And we are up against our final song of the night. So uh, I, I understand it's going to be a mashup. What are we going up to the top of the hour with?
0: Uh, well, we were just talking about influences and I kind of yammered on a little bit about um, Led Zeppelin being one of them. So I had uh, written a song off the first record um, in an open tuning that w- my guitar was in that tuning because I was learning this Led Zeppelin song. So I figured out uh, a way to mash it up and even even drop in. um a little bit of a tool song somewhere in there it'll be
1: kind of in the middle somewhere squashed awesome let's hear it phil pacino thank you again get home safely and we'll talk to you soon best of luck with the new album too thank you so much cheers everybody
2: With stars to fill my dreams, I am a traveler of time and space. To be where I have been, to sit with elders of a gentle race. This world is seldom seen, they talk of the days which I sit and wait. I will be my ears But not a word I heard could have laid The story was quite clear sun burns the ground And my eyes feel the sand As I scan this wasted land You stop this over. a oh, pilot of a storm that leaves no trace, like thoughts inside a dream. Who hit the path that led me to that place? the yellow desert screen. My shangri love beneath the summer's moon, we'll return again. Sure as a dust that settles high in June, when moving through me. I thought you might be sleeping If I had the stone, I would have found a better way You want to know what would make me happy If I could feel the love we once shared It wouldn't matter if it was years or just a day your face I thought I must be dreaming If I had a soul as old as yours maybe I could play You want to know what I'm feeling Well I can feel the fear rip me inside and it makes me want to run and hide Five or pieces, maybe I could stay. You, know. you want to know where I'm going. Oh, if I had a clue where I was coming from, I'd be the only one that could find a safe place. shared it wouldn't matter if it was years or just a day just a day